Greetings, honorable battle brother. Brother. Brother, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Yes. We are reunited here yes. to discuss the arch traitor himself, the liberator of the new Imperium, the benefactor of chaos undivided, the bastard himself, Horace Lubricka. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, as someone who has not read all 40,000 books, I don't really know a lot about Horace personally. Good thing I own, have read, <laughs> and know everything about all of the 40,000 Warhammer 40,000 novels. Excellent. All I know is that Horace is from Pluto? Chthonia. <laughs> Wow. I was off. <laughs> yes, you were. Way off. <laughs> hey, that brings us to our first bit of information. Horace Lippercal, the 16th Primarch, the favored son of the Emperor, was landed after the warp fuckery that spread the, the children of the Emperor um, to different regions of the galaxy. Horace landed on the hive world of Chthonia, which uh, is a kind of industrial, post-industrial wasteland, um, like, uh, the underworld of, ro um, fucking, what's the one Necromunda? with Harrison Ford? And cyber, no, not cyberpunk. <laughs> sort of cyberpunk-ish. I, I was gonna think, like, you wanna get more ancient Escape from New York? Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Bla or, Blade like, modern-day Birmingham. Yes. You know, hell. Yes. Yes. Uh, Smog-covered industrials, uh, so much so that the in actual resources of the world had been stripped away long before Horace landed, and the world had descended into this sort of post-industrial, post-apocalyptic hive uh, Space gang New Jersey. wasteland. Space New Jersey. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's Newark, but on crack. <laughs> exactly. So that's where Horace landed. He landed yes. among the hives and mines of old Chthonia. Right. But he wouldn't stay there for long. Very soon after landing and reaching a sort of quasi-adulthood, as, you know, Primarchs age much faster than normal humans, uh, he was rediscovered by the Emperor. He was the first to be re rediscovered, and he was the only one to really converse and grow up with the Emperor. Mm -hmm. Horace is really the only one here that doesn't have daddy issues because his his dad found him <laughs> relatively quickly. Yes. Kind of. Kind Be of. Because you according know. to Lexicanum, apparently he had another dad, technically. Yeah, I mean, they all... We've talked about this before, that they all had, like, pseudo-parents or lack yeah. thereof, and it was very obvious in yes. the case of Angron. Yes. Um, yeah, so... He did have sort of a uh, upbringing on Chthonia, uh, and he was given a name. I think he was discovered by one of the like chiefs of the Chthonian gangs, uh, and he was raised sort of as their slave, mm -hmm. um, as you would if you know. In the case of Angron, in the case of uh, uh, Corvus Corax, they sort of found a use for them. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, you're correct. He was yes. eventually, he was adopted pseudally by a, uh, Chthonian overlord. Yes. I just want, I have Lexicanum open. Apparently, according to Lexicanum, knower of all lore, 
Yes, um, he was adopted by some guy named Kaged- Kagedon. Ka- yeah, Kagedon. And, oh, Kagedon or Kagedon. It's spelled like Kag and then the N. K H A G E D D O N. Like it has the ending of Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna go Kageddon because Kageddon. Yes, I am the might. Like, like no name. You must go. I am Kageddon. I have a name because I have killed people. You do not have a name because I have. You have not killed people. And so he called him Nergui at the time. That's a yes. Yeah, I'm glad that one changed. Yes. And so, apparently, he stole something from a tech from a, a Mechanicum outpost, and really? Kagen was like, "No name! How dare you steal from the space nerds? Don't you know that they will n- destroy entire planets to save those toasters?" Because yeah. Horus had stolen a un- an unnamed M- Mechanicus thing. Okay. Yes, and so it it is an unnamed mechan. Oh, a weapon. So, he, a gun. He stole one of those radium pistol things. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. And um, as everyone was di- as everyone was dying because they a bunch of uh, random street fantasy, space fantasy street toughs fought um, the cyborg shaman cult and it didn't go well. And so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The surprisingly. Last, yes, surprising nobody. So, the last act, that the last order that Kagen gave Nergui was to kill him so that way the Mechanicus wouldn't get him and then that is how he earned his name because he Horus. named he named himself Horus yeah, and apparently, which is yeah. wildly bonkers yes and apparently because of the implications of the real world <laughs> yes well you see as he killed him as he killed as Horus killed Kageddon um apparently his brain, his Primark brain activated, uh-huh. and he grew to full Primark size instantaneously. No. What the? Fuck? So he was like a child, and then he stabbed this guy, and in a moment of sheer dramatic angst, he had a flashback where he remembered everything, and then he yeah. magically just became a Primark. Okay. And then well. the tech priests saw the Primark stand before him. He was like. Like, we have come for the tiny child who has stolen one of our toaster cannons. And then he was like, the tiny child, the tiny child you knew is no more. I am Horace. Yeah. (laughs) I guess all it took was a little bit of murder. Yes. And some angst. And And some angst. Yes. And apparently, after the tech priest found him, they delivered him to Terra. Oh, okay. So that's what happened. That tracks. Like, yes, like, we have found one of your weird lab children. Yeah. We return him to you. <laughs> and and like, thus, Horus was ushered upon the Emperor. Okay, yeah, yeah, because uh, you were kind of right when you said Pluto, um, in that the Chthonia was very close to the solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, right outside the solar system. So it wasn't much of a stretch for him to just kind of hop, skip, and jump back to Terra. Right. And, yeah, so, okay, that tracks what you're saying about them ushering him back unto Terra for the Emperor. So he was reunited, and he would become the Arch-General of the the Great Crusade as it unfolded. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before the Great Crusade could happen in earnest, 
him and his assigned warriors, his gene sons, which were unnamed at the time, uh, would have a trial by fire. Uh, you see the moon. Yes, the moon. The our moon, moon. Our moon. The moon. Uh, was home to a bunch of um, gene witches uh, called the Solonar, I think. Yeah. So what they were the that? ones. They were the ones who kind of forcefully, at gunpoint, gave the Emperor the tools to make the Astartes. And mm -hmm. it's hinted that the Primarchs as well. Um, mm -hmm. So the Solonar were these. They were. They're often referred to. Uh, as gene witches. Um, mm -hmm. They were like an all-matriarchal society on the moon, and they were the ones who mastered, like, cloning crafting and, like, gene seed creation, stuff like that. Uh, and so they were getting a little uppity. And so the uh, the emperor sent Horus and his warriors to the moon, most of whom were recruited from Chthonia. Yes. Uh, the Emperor sent him and his new warriors to be tested on the moon, and thus, after a successful conquest, would be known as the Luna Wolves mm -hmm. for their uh, ability to sack the moon and subdue it once again in the name of the new, <laughs> newly founded Imperium. Mm -hmm. I have a so I'm thus, just looking... No, go ahead. Thus the Luna questions. Wolves were born. Yes. Right. Um, looking at the pre- Luna Wolf, like the unification, like, like the pre-Horus Luna Wolves, which were from sure. Earth or Earth. Terra. Yeah. Yes. Um, they were from, and I quote, the hunter clans of the Jutrigan Bowl and Samsatian subplate slums of Terra. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Because the last <laughs> yeah. couple, it made sense that like, you know. Yeah. Um, the Khan's warriors were from Nomad, were like right. space nomads, and Fulgrim's warriors were like the descendants of officers, and Lehman Russ's dudes were from space Norway, yeah, or were just from the remains of the general like old Scandinavia. Yeah. Yes, so like all of the places made sense. What are these places? I don't. I I'm honestly, I could not tell you. Okay. The Jutrigan Bowl. For all we know, this is like the dust bowl that was formed when like yeah. America was glass or something. To, yeah, it's important to know that like these things don't really hold because this is thirty thousand years in the future. Yeah, the sense of like nationalism that we know today, like Russia, America, yeah. China, don't exist. There have been yes. hundreds and thousands of kingdoms and weird glowing radiation seas and things that absorbed land masses yes. and oceans that so it's really hard to tell and with a name like Jutrigan I could not tell you <laughs> the origin of these people okay cool I just want to make sure because in case there are people who are going to like we're going to start splitting hairs um, if so hello welcome and I'm sorry um, yeah. none of these words have any meaning to me <laughs> No, none of them. Not a single one. The important one. element, I think, for this is that most of his dude, most of his legion, was from Chthonia because of yes. how close Chthonia was, where they could just, the Emperor would be like, we're doing some recruiting now. Kidnap every single person who can hold a knife. Yeah, yeah, and then force Gene Seed up their ass or whatever it yes. is. Yes, yes, and that's exactly what they did, and thus the Luna Wolves... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, in this, uh, they also became tried and tried and true warriors. Um, they developed very aggressive form of uh, assault-based warfare. Um, the spear tip was the uh, was the favorite tactic of the Luna Wolves, in which they would land probably three, four companies on uh, you know hard and fast with drop pod drop pod assault, and then that mm -hmm. would open up a breach for the rest of the Legion to kind of pour and funnel in. Uh, mm -hmm. They very quickly became known for their aggressive tactics, and it was said that they were the greatest attackers in the Imperium. You know, Rogel Dorn could build a fortress, but Horus Lupercal could siege it and take it. Right. Um, him, though, not Perturabo. Just him, though. Yeah, just him. No, not Perturabo. Mm -hmm. Who's that loser? Mm -hmm. uh, Horus also became very friendly with all of his brothers. Every single brother had a relationship with Horus because Horus had an ability to uh, charm people with his charisma. Mm -hmm. He exuded mm -hmm. this kind of... Uh, primordial charisma that mm -hmm. everybody found attraction to, it did not matter. Most mortals mm -hmm. could not make eye contact with Horus because they just start bursting into tears. He was like... <laughs> he was like a god amongst men, like in, in the literal sense. Like, he yes. had this ability to charm and persuade individuals to think any way he wanted them to. And mm -hmm. he was a performer. He was an actor in his own right. He... Mm -hmm. You know, didn't really grow up on Chthonia, and yet he spoke Chthonic, Chthonic with an accent yes. that is like a commoner accent it's described as. Yeah. And in the yeah. first three Horus Heresy books, it's noted by Garvio Loken that like Horus probably didn't learn how to speak this language until he came back from Terra to recruit more soldiers. He probably <laughs> didn't, and he was probably putting on this act of like, I have a guttural kind of base yeah. commoner accent I may I'm... be just a simple hometown exactly. I'm just like you guys I'm for here from Catonia I'm a guy from the neighborhood you know I may be nine ten feet tall and made of solid muscle but I'm I'm just I'm just like everyone else I'm just like you and then all the people are like oh my god oh he's so cool I uh, he's so cool thank you thank you random oh, no he's hot <laughs> that this kind is of vibe. a this is a prevailing theme. Yes. Yeah. And it will continue to be so until he starts skinning individuals and stapling their skin to his uh, body suit. Yes. And even then, even then, it still stays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Horus would join his forces of the uh, Luna Wolves to that of the Emperor's Great Crusade. He would lead the legions to success for 30, 35 years right next to the Emperor, side by side, forming this kind of bond with the Emperor. He was the Emperor's favorite son, and would continue to be so until the bitter end. Uh -huh. uh, Horus... Horus had an issue with pride, um, and one that the uh, ever-laughing, ever-thirsting dark gods of chaos would exploit to its fullest. Mm -hmm. uh, they found a crack in the armor, and that was to challenge the idea that Horus Horus's legacy is nothing and that mm -hmm. his impact on the Imperium is minuscule at best. So mm -hmm. this came to fruition after the great conquest of Eleanor in which the Emperor and his legion and two other legions I believe 
uh, overthrew a massive orc uh, stronghold with the Emperor by, by their side. And this is where the Emperor turned reins of the Great Crusade over to Horus as the War Master. Once he mm -hmm. became the War Master, there was very obvious division between the different Primarchs. Um, obviously, Lionel Johnson thought he was God's gift to mankind, and, th and therefore he should have been War Master, and he should uh -huh. be Emperor. I don't know. He had an ego. That yes. One. Um, yes. Um, Angron, and others, for some reason. Angron, Angron thought, because curse. Yeah, they're like, ooh, I'm better at killing things, so I should definitely be on... I should be the War Master, not him. Um, which is, Perturabo. you know... Yeah. Perturabo was just... Because he was Perturabo. Everybody. Yes. Yeah. And Conrad Kurz for some... Why Conrad Kurz, though? He probably thought it was funny. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean you have to be likable to be in charge of people? That's ridiculous. Disgusting. Yes, as he's skinning a child, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah. And then um, da 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 da. da. So Fulgrim, yeah, and yeah. this is an interesting bit of information. Is there are kind of diverging thoughts in the community. Um, what if Rogel Dorn was another favored option? Rogel Dorn was very good. Uh, what if Rogaldorn was made a war master? And you have things like the Dornian heresy as a result. Yes. Uh, which is very, very mm -hmm. good. Uh, very interesting. It is. Some of the best, it's some of the best fan fiction I've ever read. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. After just... Alt-Lenore... What? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, it's fascinating that, like, um, of all the people who turned... Like, of all the people... Who would object to him turning to like being War Master? Three out of the four, like three of them, three Chaos Primarchs who end up following him later, all object to him becoming yeah, um, becoming War Master. Yeah, and it's it because yeah, it's it's them it's them prying on that pride that they all have. Mm -hmm. Yes, because each of them. Each of them, to some extent, believes that they because where they are the best at the thing that they do. Angron, that's that's not. See, here's the thing: Angron, Perturabo, and Kurz are kind of second best at everything that they do because there are individual, there are prime marks that do what they do better. Yeah, as it is explicitly stated, as we see in the Heresy. Yeah, definitely. and um. Angron is just crazy. Uh, bad uh, shit. Bad shit yeah, insane. Yeah, Angron just kind of seeds everywhere because yeah. he has giant nails in his head. Perturabo, there was a there was a meme yeah. with TTS with Scarbrand. And yes. it's very it's very similar to Angron. Yes, Angron is the chosen one of Korn, specifically because he hates things, because he yeah. has the worst headache in the universe. Yeah. His headache is so bad. We talked about this. His headache is so bad, it kills psychers around him. That is true. <laughs> also, why doesn't it mention... Uh, how can I not remember his name? Um, The crow, the one who's haunting Lorgar right Corvus, now. Corvus Korax. Yeah, it doesn't mention Korax in this at all. <laughs> nah. Korax was just an, a non-entity for about 45 yeah. years. <laughs> That's true. Just like, and all of the other Primarchs have an opinion, and then Horror, and then Korax is just like, 
I abstain from this conversation. Pretty much, You've abstained yeah. from everything for the last thousand years. I will abstain again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was, he was loathing too hard. Yes. <laughs> too much edge. He was being a contrarian. So hard, yeah, exactly. such a contrarian, he refused to just speak about anything. Yep. Corvus Corax. Yep. Eventually we'll talk about him. Yeah, he's down the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he Almost is. there. So, um, moving on from that. <laughs> yes, we have the uh, beginning of the end Yes, for Horace Lupercal. Mm-hmm. Um, as the Horus heresy wound up, uh, and the Luna Wolves in particular were given uh, victory after victory after victory, they had, I think, the largest conquest of any of the expeditions uh, thus far. Um, it all came to a head uh, on a planet called 6319, mm-hmm. the 19th planet subdued by the 63rd Expedition Fleet. Uh, this mm-hmm. is where we get the first point of view of a character ever in the Horus Heresy. The first three novels of the Horus Heresy are told from the point of view of a character named Garvio Loken. Mm-hmm. Garvio Loken was the 10th captain of the Luna Wolves Legion, uh, mm-hmm. and Throughout the course of this no- of these novels, he would become one of Horace's chosen uh, companions. He would mm-hmm. become one of the Mortival. Mm-hmm. The Mortival uh, was sort of an informal... Horace's most trusted boys. Correct. Horace's best friends. Uh, alongside him was Tarek Torgotten, uh, Garvio Loken's sort of best friend. Um, there was Little Horace Aximand. Uh... <laughs> Little Horace, he was called that because of his resemblance yeah. uh, facially to that of the Primarch. Um, and the there fact was sort that his of his name was Horace. Yeah, them call, Horace was sort of a nickname, but yeah, they called him Horace, you're right. Um, uh, yes. No, I guess Little was sort of the nickname. Horace Axiom. No, I thought yeah, his name right. was just Horace Axiom. No, you're right. You're absolutely correct. His name was Horace Axiom. They called him Little like, Horace. He went through the entirety of like Space Marine training with the name Horace. Yes, correct. You're, and so you're every right. time he's like, "Ah, oh, glorious Primark, Horace, not you, Horace, <laughs> fuck Luper you, Axiom. Yeah, not yeah. you, little one. Shut uh, up, Private. <laughs> yeah, um, there was uh, a strange phenomenon in the, uh, the so the gene seed of the Luna Wolves was incredibly stable, mm-hmm. uh, inherently so, and it had a, a little bit of a mutation in it that would make the like every like third legionnaire. Uh, look like Horus. Their their oh. faces would, would like match that of the of the Primarchs. They would just all look at the same. So they were come, called the Sons of Horus, which was an ironic name that we will come back to later. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was just a weird development that happened with their gene suit. But yeah. every six every six dudes is just a, every three dudes is a Horus. Yeah. Regardless of whatever they look like before, the gene yeah. seed just. All the gene seed makes them kind of attain the best features of their Primark, and apparently, Horus is so awesome and so special that if to mutate to become Horus, you just like the mutations of Horus is just to become Horus. Horus, yeah. So like, it's a little strange. Yeah, it is. It's it it fits into the theme of vanity. Yes, very 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 apt point. Just like um, one horse is like, well done. My le- well done, my glorious legion of me. Of me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like, you, you, 
me, you, you, me, you, you, me. It's just yeah, exactly. I have a question. Do we know what Torgadon and Loken look like? And little Lord of the Horus, we know looks like Horus. Yeah, the other two don't. Okay, cool. Um, there's there's another member. Of the, there's a, there's another member of the Mournable though. Oh, cool. Um, you'll you'll recognize this name. Uh, the fourth member of the Mournable and sort of the leader of the Mournable was first captain of the Horus of the uh, Luna Wolves, uh, Ezekiel Abaddon. Boo! <laughs> Abaddon the Armless. <laughs> the great mighty Felbadden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Abaddon was the first captain. Uh, Horus Axman was the fifth captain. Tarek Turgadon was the fourth captain, and Garvey Logan was the tenth captain. Mm-hmm. Um, those ranks meant very little within the Mournival because it was this very informal kind of yeah. uh, structure, this brotherhood. Um, but yeah, so that was the Mournival. They were the ones who were sort of uh, the private audience of Horus, and they would really make the decisions of the Legion. Mm-hmm. Each of them kind of represented a different emotion, um, and they brought in... Uh, Garvio Loken, because his predecessor, um, Hoster Sejanus, was killed during a diplomacy mission to a uh, to sixty three nineteen, and thus the Luna Wolves completely obliterated all military resistance on this world. But there were some pockets of resistance, and those pockets of resistance were centered uh, around a region called the Whisperhead Mountains. Mm-hmm. And in the Whisperhead Mountains. Uh, one of Garvio Loken's legionnaires would um, become possessed by a demon. Uh, He was upset that he didn't get a promotion and, you know, all the stress of, you know, being chosen uh, by the 10th company being honored by being, uh, by their captain being positioned into the Mournival. They, uh, that this individual Marine um, was possessed by a demon named uh, Samus. And uh. Samus took control of the Space Marine, twisted his body, and wiped out, uh, like, an entire squad of Marines before he was put down by Garvio Loken. And this would begin the inquiries into the, uh, the warp, warp spawn, demons, possession, and this would begin the ball spinning. And around this time, a conniving little rat by the name of Erebus... Of the Word Bearer Legion would show up Boo. and and begin whispering into Horus's ears. Yes, everything I as I everything about the heresy is Erebus's fault. Yeah, if you trace it back far enough, yeah, it is Erebus. Lorgard doesn't really do as much manipulating as Erebus does. No, Lorgard was a victim, if anything. Right. Well, sort of. We'll get yes. to it. Eventually. Uh, so, the Horus Heresy would... Con- or the... Ooh, excuse me. I get ahead of myself there. Uh, the Great Crusade would continue as planned. Um, the Luna Wolves would begin their... Uh, a- another world, another conquest. Horus swept this under the rug, told... Uh, told Garvio Loken to not worry about it. It's just a warp spawn. I know what these are. Trust me. I got this covered. They met this civilization called the Interrex, and the Interrex were a very similarly advanced civilization to the Imperium. They had faster-than-light travel, they had uh, all these things, and they also had a relationship with a Xenos race called the Kinebrek. And Mm -hmm. the Kinebrek were these very, very 
passive aliens. Uh, they didn't believe in violence. They thought violence was unnecessary. Uh, and they kind of did away with all of their weapons of war. One of their weapons of war, which was eventually stolen by Erebus, and we are glossing over this like fucking no one's business. This took place over like this is a lot. Fourteen thousand pages. Like, read the books for yourself if you really want to go in depth. Yeah. Uh, but Erebus would steal one of these weapons called an anatheme, and the beauty of the anatheme right. is it would kill, literally annihilate anybody whose name you whispered into it. Oh. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know where this is going. Um, oh. Erebus set up this kind of elaborate trap on another world in which the uh, anatheme, the Kinebrek anatheme that Erebus stole, would be planted in the hands of a uh, unwillingly cooperative individual uh, who was tainted by Nurgle uh, with the work by the work of the uh, already corrupted word bearers. Uh, and this individual uh, by the name of Temba, um, who was Eugene a Temba. appointed governor, Eugene Temba, yep. uh, was appointed governor by Horus of a world that they already conquered and then went into a false rebellion by being basically tricked by the word bearers and corrupted by Nurgle. These, these uh, traitors, quote-unquote traitors, these unwilling traitors... Um, because they didn't really desire to be corrupted and turned into slime monsters, but they did. Um, yes. Temba would be equipped with this anatheme and stab Horus with it. Horus would go into basically cardiac arrest, and the only way to heal them would to be was to uh, heal with like this really primitive uh, kind of serpent worshippers on this world called Davin, mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, yeah, so, fun fact about serpent worshippers, uh, yes. they aren't exactly on the level. As one can assume. <laughs> yeah. So they were obviously worshipping chaos, mm -hmm. and Erebus sort of using them in this elaborate healing ritual, quote-unquote healing, would pose as his long-dead friend, Hoster Sejanus, the previous member of the Mournival Disgust, uh, and would basically show Horus a glimpse of the future, of the actual future, where the god emperor has ascended to the golden throne in which the legendary figures of Sanguinius, Lehman Russ, Rebute Gilliman, Corvus Corax, they're enshrined forever in stone, and Horus is nowhere to be found. And this sent Horus into a spiral. And... Here's where, like, the corruption of chaos is, like, legitimate. They showed him the truth. Yeah. This was the future. Yes. They didn't tell him that this that was the future. Fault. That it was his fault. That this is the future he creates. Yep. Yeah. Also, so there's that sort of quid pro quo with chaos. I find it funny that, um, apparently, according to the Lexicanum article, Eugene Temba was known Eugene Temba was appointed by Horus directly. Correct. And was his friend. Yeah. And the anathame corrupted him. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't explain how. It just the anathame is evil somehow. Even though I So I haven't read the books. 
I have a lot of back reading to do. Um, however, I thought that the anatheme was not a chaos weapon. That it was explicitly not a chaos weapon because the Interrex fought were fighting chaos, and yeah, so they so made the these weapons to kill chaos. Correct. The Interrex were very scared of chaos, and they knew them to be the ultimate enemy. And uh-huh. they even say this while on like a diplomatic mission with the with the Interrex, Garvio Loken, like on guard duty, is talking to another Interrex guard, and they're saying like, you know, like how long have you been fighting the great enemy? And Garvio Loken has no idea what they're talking about. What do you mean the great enemy? And then sirens go off, and this guard accuses Garvio Loken of being uh, corrupted by chaos, and they use the term chaos. They use that verbiage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Garvio Loken's like, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Why are you trying to kill me now? Um, you know, unbeknownst to him, Erebus ha- was in yeah. fact tainted by chaos. Um, and that's what set off the alarm. They had chaos was... detectors and weapons. Well, no, made... Erebus, Erebus yep. had uh, stolen the anything. Oh. But if the anything uh, was made to kill chaos or like to yeah, fight so... chaos. It's interesting. I don't think they ever really explain it. I think yeah. it is twisted. The right. original purpose is twisted by Erebus and the chaplains of the word bearers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's ever talked about. But it could, even if it wasn't talked about, it's not a stretch to think. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ultimate weapon against chaos is, is like psychers. Mm-hmm. Is chaos. They're channeling the, the warp. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's sort of like a fire with fire sort of situation. Right. That makes sense. So... Because in, in Eugene Temba's thing, it says that um, basically the anatheme, when he's the anatheme is corrupted and it um, it possess it basically possesses him. Yeah. And that's how he becomes all horrifying and nerglefied. Yeah. And um, yeah. when he and is he separated actually, from it, he kept whispering like under his breath, like "Kill me, please, mm-hmm. end this. Yes. I don't. This is not my wish. Please yes. kill me. Yeah." And so, to the point where once he's separated from it, he apologizes to Horus. Yeah. And um, asks him to kill him, and then says, yeah. according to Lexicanum, and I quote, prophesied that only Horus could avert a grim future where the Emperor was dead and there was only war. He finally died on the deck of his ruined flagship with his friend Horus beside him. It's fucking... It's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> So, so all of that, so that happens. Horus is yes. stabbed with the anatheme, and then Lorgar is like, Oh no, you've been stabbed by the Chaos Sword. If only there was a way to cure you. I know what we can do. I know this great group of people who worship this weird purple snake. I'm sure, yeah. yeah, it'll be fine. Come on, come with me. It's like, yeah. I don't have a choice, do I? No, you don't. Come on, let's go. And, and then s- here is where the division in the Legion begins. Um, the word bearers also did this thing where prior to the heresy, they went to each respective legion and said, Mm -hmm. hey, do you all know what a warrior lodge is? And spread these things called warrior lodges. And warrior lodges were fraternal organizations within the legion in which rank doesn't really exist. It is just a brotherly bond it is a way for soldiers to kind of speak without the the stress of rank and decorum and the proper channel of things, and it was just a way for bros to hang out. 
Yes. However, it was also a way for the word bearers to inject corruption into the Legion. <laughs> uh, their rituals became more and more rigid and more and more, um, well, ritualistic. And yeah. they slowly but surely spread this sort of mild veneer of corruption throughout the members of the Warrior Lodges. Garvia Loken was asked to join one. Uh, He went to a meeting and said, you know, this isn't really for me. You guys do whatever you want to do, but, like, I don't really like this sort of thing. And most of the members were like, ah, that sucks, but okay. Um, There were a few that were, like, angry that Loken, like, rejected this invitation to this, like, exclusive bros club, but, you know, c'est la vie. Uh, It definitely won't negatively impact their views of Loken in about a couple hundred years' time or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the Warrior Lodges were there. Yes. And Erebus convinced the members of these Warrior Lodges to send Horus to Davin. Uh It was these members of the Warrior Lodges who took this and ran with it. And allowed these serpent worshippers to heal their Primarch. Because, I mean, honestly, like, from their point of view, it's a, it's an act of desperation. Yeah. Our apothecaries cannot do anything. Yeah. They do not have the yeah. fundamental understanding of Primarch biology. There's nothing yeah. they can do. Yeah. Uh, and here comes Erebus, our friend yeah. and brother in the Warrior yeah. Lodge, saying, hey, wow, we really need this. Okay, Erebus, yeah. take it away. Yeah, just like... They're just standing around just like, I know this great healer. Yeah. It seems like, you know, you stabbed him with some kind of magical... I... What... You see, I think the way the conversation went, it probably involved Erebus dropping by name what it was that hurt him, because... Oh, very interesting point. Yeah. Do any of them even know what the... Like, they see Horus with a stab wound that's, like, festering and horrible. Very, very interesting point. Because there is a scene at the bottom, at the very end of the second book in this first trilogy in which Garvia Loken is talking to Erebus, whom he despises. Garvia uh-huh. Loken does not trust Erebus even the slightest bit. He thinks he's mm-hmm. a corrupt little idiot asshole and he is he's right yes um but there's a conversation Erebus has in private with Loken because Erebus wants to like fumigate this convince Loken he wants to convince Loken that he's right and that you know there's nothing going wrong nothing wrong and then in this conversation Erebus says like you know it's a shame that he got stabbed with the anatheme or something along the lines of that or I wish that the Interrex never lost that anatheme and then uh-huh. Loken, internally, because this is all from Loken's point of view, yeah. Loken says to himself, we don't know what was stolen. Exactly. And then Loken starts putting those pieces together. Yeah. Exa- like, that's exactly, like, because if... So, my understanding of a po- of 40k lore, from, the, from all the stuff that I've done and doing this podcast, apothecaries are battlefield medics. They know how to patch stuff up. Yes, and there is also like um, yeah, like they do have like surgical understanding. Yes, they have an they have like an understanding that is necessary to like to keep a legion running. Correct. Yeah. What Horus was stabbed with is not something they would be able to identify. No. So, looking at it now, from what you're saying, it makes sense that um, 
Erebus wasn't like, he was stabbed with this mystical chaos weapon called so-and-so. Luckily, I know, called an anathame. Luckily, I know how to fix it. Because then immediately, everyone would have been like, how do you know what that is? None of us know yeah. what it is. Our apothecaries have been staring at this thing. They don't know what it is that stabbed him yes. or that could do things like this. Weirdly enough, too, Loken asks one of the apothecaries, you know, because Loken, Horace's body was retrieved with the anathem. Yeah. Because they, they took it in case there was a clue as to, like, the poison that was on the blade or whatever. They really yeah. have an understanding. The anathem was surrendered over to fucking Erebus. Oh, Horace asked the apothecary on duty and was like, where's the sword that came with, where was the knife that stabbed him? And the apothecary is like, oh, uh, chaplain, first chaplain Erebus took that. What do you mean you gave that to Erebus? I told you not to release that. And then, oh, Ezekiel Abaddon, first captain Abaddon told me it was okay. Oh, what do you mean Abaddon told you it was okay? <laughs> I told Abaddon it wasn't okay. <laughs> that, that sort of, that division starts building on itself. Oh, so it happens that fast. It's just years oh. and years of no. The the this is the culmination of years and years of word bearer planning. Yes. Where it's like, and within forty eight hours, half the legion is is at the other half's throat. Oh, I see. While Horus is in this sort of unconscious state in the mm -hmm. warrior in the serpent lodge on Davin, mm -hmm. uh, Abaddon, Horus Aximand, and their followers basically are at the throats of Garvio Loken, Torgaden, and their followers. Mm -hmm. They are basically sta uh, staged on the bottom, up and down on a staircase. And mm -hmm. Abaddon refuses to let, um, to let uh, Garvio Loken in. Oh. And they just have this, like, standoff for, like, oh. 16 hours. What? <laughs> and eventually... At like after like the seventeenth hour, Horus bursts through the doors. A changed man, a healed man, oh. but a changed man. So what you're saying is they literally just stand there for sixteen hours. They're like, I need, to, I want to, like, I must visit Horus, our father. I'm not letting you in there. What do you mean not letting me in there? And they're just standing there on the stairs for sixteen actual real life hours. Yes, correct. No, no like. In full armor, just... In full armor, battle ready. They're ready battle to go. Ready. Battle ready. People, like, medical personnel are, like, weaving around them. Just, like... Yeah, like, <laughs> at the drop of a hat, the yeah. the Sons of Horror, or the Luna Wolves would have been cut down in number, yes. drastically. Yes. And they're all just kind of standing All it took was somebody sneezing. Like, yes. 16 hours, just like, um... My lords, um, I I have to go in. We need to change his. We need we need to change out his uh, his catheter. Your 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 excellency, go. And he just stared at him like, not you. You stay. Like you stay, Loken. I don't trust you. I trust this random. What's your <laughs> name? More than I trust you. Yeah. That is clearly a medical professional. You. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you on the other hand. <laughs> and they're just standing there. Like, the various people who are, like, attending to Horus have to, like, slide in between the giant yeah, fully Yeah, that was the dudes. thing, is nobody <laughs> was allowed into the Serpent Lodge, or else they would have seen Erebus covered in blood standing over Horus with a knife the whole time. Oh, right, I forgot he was in the Serpent Lodge. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you don't go in there. What do you mean you don't go in there? Um, Your Excellency, I am here with the, uh, things Erebus wanted. 
What things? The, uh, the, the, the goats. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, 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 you. Come on in, come on in. Quickly, quickly. Exactly. <laughs> like, now he has goat. Like, now he has goats. What next? Are you gonna start leading children in there? Shut up! Shut up, Torgadden. If that even means, is your real name. A means to an end. <laughs> exactly. Horace would reemerge, a healed man, and shortly after this, um, he would take the Emperor up on a little uh, a offer he gave him after Ulinor, in which he would mm-hmm. rename his legion from the Luna Wolves to the Sons of Horus. Ah. An act that was in no way suspicious to anybody. Not at all. (laughs) He... This... So, while in that sort of healing trance, he came in contact with the Chaos Gods. Mm -hmm. The Chaos Gods told him, you know, this is the world, this is the future, this is what's gonna happen, your father has discarded you like a piece of garbage... He's just used you, you're a tool, a means to an end, nothing more. And enraged by this, and completely unaware of the corruption seeping in, he was attempted, Magnus the Red had attempted to contact him during this, this fugue state in the warp. Magnus the Red performed a ritual in which he sacrificed like a thousand slaves (laughs) for like 45 seconds, he joined Horus's psychic trip vision, and that is where the war- the webway was busted down during that interaction. Oh, really? Yeah, he tried to warn Horus that this is a trap, nothing more. Uh, this is an attempt by dark gods to corrupt you, and when Horus dismissed him as uh, another trick, uh, Magnus like, I have to warn the Emperor. went through the webway to warn the Emperor. Mm-hmm. And busted the webway and ruined everything forever. I see. That's um, what that's what happens when you build your entire future project on fucking laser disc technology. Yeah, exactly. You had a floppy disk. You forgot to flip the side. <laughs> um. So after that, after he reemerged, he renamed his legion, and the seeds of the heresy would begin to sow. He mm-hmm. told Lehman Russ. Hey, Magnus the Red, I know you're on a mission to arrest him. Yeah, Dad changed his mind. He wants you to murder him instead. Mm-hmm. In which Lehman Russ very much agreed and said, Okay, yeah. here we go. We talked about this in our Lehman Russ yes. and Magnus the Red episode. Go listen yep. to that for more information. The glassing of Prospero. The glassing of Prospero, correct. Yes, it wasn't burned. Lehman no. Russ walked there in person, who is... I feel like we we joke a lot about this, but we have to understand each of these do each of these Primarchs alone is a walking nuclear armament. Yes. And Lehman Russ showed up there with several custodies. Yeah. So, Which was all were also more than enough to fucking destroy yes. a world. Yes, not the bird. Just Constantine Valdor. Yes. Just him. Yep. <laughs> After Magnus the Red had been uh, thoroughly subdued, yes. Horus's main objective now was to remove the potential loyalists from his legion. Mm-hmm. So he uh, allied himself with that of Mortarion, uh, Angron, and the pretty one, uh, Fulgrim. Fulgrim. <laughs> and we don't he need his name. Nah, we don't need his name. Uh, and he convinced... Not only these four to abandon the Emperor, uh, he convinced them to join him in his conquest against the Imperium. Yes. Because 
the emperor was this corrupt individual and Horus being the expert uh, negotiator and charismatic individual that he was, he knew how to get his way with his brothers. So he convinced these specific brothers to come to a world with him called Istvan Three. Uh-huh. Uh, Istvan Three was pretty much a nondescript world. There was a bit of a Slanesh, um, a bit of a Slanesh rebellion going on, which was strange. Obviously, it was all orchestrated. Uh, yes. But it was an excuse for yes. all four of these legions to deploy ad hoc squads comprised, <laughs> coincidentally, of all of the potential loyalists of their, <laughs> of their respective legions. I just, like, I feel like we over... I feel like everyone... We, as nerds, assumed that there was some kind of dramatic conversation for each of the Primarchs. But it was just like, guys... It's me. And then he hit him with the fucking schmolder face. And then they're that's all it. like, you're right. It is you. That's it. And then standing ovation. Weird, right? Yes. Yeah. Even Conrad, who you'd think would Even be Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He also subvertly, secretly sent messages and had the assurances of Conrad Kurz, Alfarius, Perturabo, and Lorgar that yes. they would be with them when the time came. Yep. Uh, but first the culling would need to happen. Mm -hmm. The atrocity. Yes. So, these squads comprised entirely of disjointed squads, uh, these units of disjointed squads, uh, who have never really worked together, have never really operated <laughs> together from different companies, different squads, different specialties. Weird <laughs> that nobody asks questions, but yeah. Why um, would you ask questions? It's like, like, are you gonna question Horus? He's like the coolest guy. Yeah. You're right, he is true. the coolest guy. If Horus is doing this, he must have a good reason. That must be it. I mean, so I'm were... studying demolitions, and you're a long-range specialist, and you, what do you do again? Uh, I'm a, I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an astropath. Why am I here? <laughs> Why That's is a fucking good astropath? question. That's a good question. <laughs> to question yes. Horus is to question the Emperor. We all love the Emperor, yes. don't we? Yes, we do, that... exactly. <laughs> That was the line of that was yeah. the line that they took to yeah. question Horus is to question the Emperor and it's heresy to question, question the Emperor. Emperor. Wait, um, no, heresy didn't so, exist, but it was like heresy didn't exist. Yes. You're right. It's like why would you question the Emperor? That's weird. That's weird. Don't do that. That's yeah. weird. So these the about a third of all four of these legions were deployed onto Istvan three, mm -hmm. and it was summarily virus bombed. Yes. <laughs> uh... However, before the virus bombing could really kill most of these uh, loyalists, uh, Saul Tarvitz of the Emperor's Children would communicate to Loken, who was like their, his, uh, his friend from the, uh, the Emperor's Children, uh, that something fishy's up, they're about to virus bomb the planet, get into cover. Garvey yeah. Loken uh, would then lead this sort of guerrilla resistance after the virus bombing, and would draw out this conflict for about four months. Something that should have been over in an afternoon took four months and <laughs> hundreds of lives. He that was is. an effective leader until uh, Lucius of the Emperor's Children uh, betrayed them all, gave up their positioning, led uh, Eidolon around the rear, and they were overwhelmed and overcome. Mm -hmm. uh, before this could happen, though... Uh, Tor Torgen, uh, Tarek Torgen, Garvio Loken would have a showdown with their mournful brothers of Horus Axmund and Ezekiel Abaddon. Mm -hmm. Abaddon would fight 
uh, Garviel Loken in single combat. Abaddon was fucking massive. We should talk about this a little bit. Yes. Abaddon was yeah. almost the size of Horus. <laughs> Ab something weird. There's a theory that he was an attempted clone of Horus. Abaddon was yes. absolutely massive. Abaddon needed custom fit Terminator armor to fit into. He was absolute oh. a unit. Uh, yes. And he had the physical strength almost equal of Horus. Mm -hmm. He was approximately um, Horus. He was not Horus, but he was Horus adjacent. He was Horus adjacent for sure. Yes. Uh, and then, so he would fight um, Gabriel, uh, Garviel Loken, excuse me. And mm -hmm. uh, they, they would fight for a long time. Horus Axeman would kill Tor Tarek Turgan. Mm -hmm. um, not to his amusement he was absolutely just crushed by that and would be haunted by the ghost of Tarek um for a long time mm -hmm. not actually that makes sense. but they do end up resurrecting Tarek Turgan uh with the oh. demon host it's a strange it's a strange little side story that happens but yeah it happens right we, we should uh, so talk about that at some point <laughs> we will we will Turgan gets uh murdered by Aximand and uh Garvia Logan. I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. Garvia Logan <laughs> gets essentially knocked out um, after fighting Abaddon, and he also fought Karn for a while before this battle. Um, remember Karn from the uh, yes, uh, where, um, yes, the, Karn, the fighty one, the angriest, the angriest, the angriest of the world leaders. Of the world leaders, yeah, yes. <laughs> he would fight Karn for a while, uh, and then Karn would get impaled by a rhino. Uh, not the animal, the the the, trans the troop transport, yeah, yes. um, and get driven off the scene, off the slide, um, <laughs> while he fought. So while like, he fought Abaddon. Finally, just like he's beat, like he's beat out. I was like, nothing will stop my revenge. Yeah, and then he gets hit by a semi truck. <laughs> Where are you going? Here's the other way. <laughs> So yes, Garvia Loken would eventually be defeated, but he does not die here. We will come back to Garvia Loken mm -hmm. in a in a few moments. Uh, after this, the Luna Wolves, the Sons of Horus, would reunite with their other traitor legions. They would convene on the planet of Istvan Five, in which the drop site massacre would occur. Mm -hmm. So this uh, is we've talked about this at length. Yes, I think this is the first time. No, this is the second time because we talked. No. We talked about it multiple times. We talked about it because the Emperor's children were here, and yes. um, Angron was here. Uh, the the world, yeah, all yeah. of the chaos dudes, all of them were here. All of them were here. Yeah, including the Iron Warriors. For some reason, I feel like the Iron Warriors of all of them would be the most susceptible to chaos immediately because they yes. didn't really believe in chaos as a thing. They believed right, in as chaos a, as, as a, a weapon, tool. not as right. like a thing to believe in. It's like. Demons are cool, but really only when you shove them. Demons are cool because when you shove them inside of stuff, it makes them the stuff better. Yeah, marginally. Yep. Yes, and every better so, is better. So the Horus Heresy would kick off in earnest now. Um, Ferris Manus would die. The Iron Warriors would... No, the Iron Hands, mm -hmm. uh, the Salamanders, and the Raven Guard were essentially non-entities. Mm -hmm. They were fractured and very few in number. Mm -hmm. um, so everything was going Horus's way. Everything happened exactly as there was very minimal casualties on the traitor side. They had aspects of the Mechanicum allied with them. The, there was a civil war raging on Mars. Uh, they had mm -hmm. Mechanicum support. They had the warp. 
Yes. Um, which, you know, thousands after Kalf, of never born. Thousands of demons. Uh, after Kalf, Ultramar would would be separated from the rest of the galaxy from the Ruin Storm. We talked about that at length. Um, that's what the word bearers were doing after Kalf, or really, uh, mm-hmm. or after Istvan, sort of kind of at the same time, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This would continue. Everything would go Horus's way um, for the most part. He would find uh, ways to bind demons. We talked. We haven't talked about the Galvorbach yet, but there the were meth. The Galvorbach. We'll talk about them when we talk about Lorgar um, okay. and Argol Tall in them. Oh, uh, are those the people yeah, who showed Horus how to make demon hosts? Uh, the Galvorbach were the demon hosts. Oh, oh, that's different. <laughs> Galvorbach is Colchisian for uh, Blessed Sons, and they were the ones who were uh, the first possessed space marines. Oh. That feels like something we can talk about. Well, I think that's it. That's all we really have. Just like, yeah, they were the first possessed space marines. Yeah, we'll talk about them when we, when we hit on Lorgar, because they're pretty right. uh, key to the, the fall of the word bearers. Uh, but right. that being said, the... Uh, the Sons of Horus had their own sort of Galvorbach-esque units called the Luperkai, uh, where mm-hmm. they were like these weird shadow demon space marines. Um, uh, also rather cool. Um, yes. Uh, okay, cool. so now let's circle back around to Garviel Loken. Mm-hmm. Garviel Loken was brutally wounded uh, after Istvan and was essentially buried alive. Uh, Nathaniel Garrow of the Death Guard who was recruited by um, Malkador, Malkador the Sigilite, yes. to kind of create a special unit of what would eventually become the Grey Knights, but were at this time called the Knights Errant. Um, mm-hmm. Garviel Loken would find a... Uh, or Nathaniel Garrow would find Garviel Loken in his weird bestial form. Uh, what? In his, they called him Cerebus. Um... And Cerebus was a cracked, insane version of Garvio Loken, who was trying to repress the memories, the trauma of everything he experienced. And he was roaming was he physically mutated? Istvan. What? No, he's not was... mutated. It's just he was um I don't want to use the term schizophrenic, but He just went very He just went crazy. <laughs> he went crazy. He went very unhinged and became this uh-huh. this machine of death. And they found him on Istvan, roaming, just killing anything that lived still. And Garrow would subdue him, and he would be re- he would find himself again as Garviel Loken. Garviel Loken would lead the Knights Errant, not lead, he, he was second in command, of the Knights Errant, along with another member of these uh, Luna Wolves before the Sons of Horus, named uh, Yachting Cruz, mm-hmm. who helped uh, a bunch of humans, normal-ass humans, escape eventual spirit before the purge happened um one of which would become uh, a saint one of which was uh the first member of the saint uh euphrates kila uh was a saint of the emperor the oh. lecticio de nevitatis i see i see yeah Wait, there were, i find like, those normal people very boring yeah, yeah there were normal so people aboard the vengeful spirit they spend it a- they spend a very long time talking about them, yes. They do. Almost this, too much of this a time. Is, this talking. is, a brief aside, um, this is why I have a hard time reading 40k books, because in, like, a story with giant super, 
the giant super mutated humans who are like with like infinitely more interesting stories people beings who live for thousands of years you choose to talk about like just a dude yep just like like the night lord's books are a great example because i'm still working through yeah. that because we're we we alter between following talos who was the best friend the only vague friend shaped Per, like friend adjacent person that Conrad Kurz has ever had, the only person who Conrad Kurz knew cared about him at all. Yeah. And instead of following him for like a third of the f- second book, we follow the Navigator. Yep. Like, yeah. In like the why? in the first in the very first Horus Heresy book, there are like six chap chapters following a single dude. Why? Who who wrote poems? Why? I I because they need to pad the runtime. I don't know. They need to make it six hundred pages or whatever. I guess I don't know. <laughs> They're like, hmm, yes. What can I write about? What can I write about the actual ongoing civil war between super mutants? No, no. Uh, the dude who writes poems is an alcoholic. Let's talk about him for half the book. Yes, yes, yes. This is what everyone is here for. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 being aside. Yes. Um yes, there were normal people in the Vengeful Spirit. Right. Yeah, the acting crews along with Garvey Loken and Nathaniel, Nathaniel Garrow sort of form the core of the newly founded Knights Errant and uh lead this sort of counter mission to like the corruption of chaos. Uh mm-hmm. they during the Siege of Terra specifically, they kind of go from uh like units of the Imperial uh Imperial Palace uh and like remove uh, chaos corruption. They fight like Nurglish demons and stuff like that. Uh, it's quite interesting. Um, they're they're interesting. They're like an ad hoc unit of like different groups from the Traitor Legions and like li- repressed librarians from the Ultramarines. It's quite interesting. It's a, it's a good bit of a of a diversion from the normal uh, yes normal characters. Yes. Let's let's move away. There's like you know what? Let's give them a f- a couple of Space Marines as like a treat. So here's yeah, exactly. like the Space Marine Special Forces. Which is a Garville like Garvial Logan, you are part of a greater universe. I'm putting together an initiative of sorts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes Nick Fury and yes. uh recruits his own Avengers. Yes. Um <laughs> uh, so after Kalth happens, uh after that and Gar okay, we talked about Garville Logan. Um mm-hmm. The Blood Angels would be tied up uh, on Cygnus. Uh, the Ultramarines were tied up in uh, Ultramar. The Dark Angels were doing whatever they were doing the whole time. Uh, <laughs> eventually, Dark Angels, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Lionel Johnson was sucking his own dick in the corner. Lehman um, <laughs> Russ would attempt to assassinate uh, Horus, uh, but he slipped. Not slipped. He kind of gave in to, like, his old feelings and did not kill Horus when he was at his mercy. He would live to regret that, uh, <laughs> as Horus would begin to uh, head straight for Terra, and the siege would begin. Uh, the siege of Terra would, would ensue, Horus kind of pulling the strings uh, with a full grasp of how Chaos operates at this point. Uh, he was quite and thoroughly fucked in the head. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't really possessed by chaos. 
he was sort of aware of his like attunement. Uh-huh. He was given gifts of chaos. Right. Um, I think they call it ascended. Horus ascended when he becomes full like a chaos primarch. Loosely, he doesn't be. He, he doesn't change prince. physically. Right. He was not a demon prince. Right. Explicitly. But he was given gifts by all four of the chaos gods. Right. He was considered the war master of chaos at this right. point. So it makes sense uh, that they wouldn't really have to possess him if they could just kind of talk to him. Yeah. They'd be like, Horus, you know what would be really cool and would make sure that they all remember you? If you glassed Terra. Like, you're right. Yeah, That's right. a good idea. Let's do that. Yep. It's like, excellent, cool. Here, have like Satan steroids. That's it, yeah. That's all he needed. Yeah. Uh, and he thought that was enough to fight the Emperor with. Uh-huh. Um, the siege would continue um, in an effort to uh, attack the Emperor directly. Ezekiel Abaddon and Horus Aximin, little Horus Aximin, uh, in an attempt to sort of bypass the Saturnine Wall, which was one of the biggest defenses, uh, would lead, like, these mining... Uh, like a mining car, a uh, big tunneler uh-huh. uh, into and try to attack like through the basement and the Knights Errant would be there with like ad hoc Imperial Fist squads uh, and they would attempt to uh, delay this attack and in this attack Horus Axeman got separated from the rest of the attack and Garviel Loken tracked him down through like three miles of tunnels <laughs> and found him and killed him essentially for the death of Tarek Turgatan ah uh. Uh, at this point, the ghost of Tarek Targaten, uh the body of Tarek, I should say, mm-hmm. who is uh, known as Tormageddon now, because he was evil. infested by a demon. Yeah, evil. That's how you know he's evil now. He was infested by an e- uh, by a demon, uh, but it was his body. Uh. Uh, I think uh, Nathaniel Garrow had to put him down. <laughs> uh, I don't exactly remember. This was set, this is all in this book Saturnine, the Siege of Terra book. Right. Um, it's it's one of the better books mm-hmm. in the Siege of Terra series so far. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so Horus would have his smackdown with the Emperor. We don't really know what happens there, but we know he he kills Sanguinius before the Emperor could uh, get to him. Right. Uh, we don't know the details of that battle. We've talked a little bit about theories. I just want to uh, point what, out what could have happened briefly, there. according to um, according to. Um, what was it? Lexicanum. Everyone except for the rest of the entire Mournival dies except for Abaddon. Yes, we don't know what happens to Garviel Loken. Oh. Like, his death is never really written about. Oh. So for all we know, he just go. He. Garviel Loken dies, and then he gets. He's, they just put him into, like, inquisitorial witness protection. Yeah, it could have been that. It could have been that he joins the Grey Knights and dies at some point uh, along those missions in the 10,000 years between. But yes, uh, Abaddon is the only one to not die. And mm-hmm. Abaddon is very much alive currently yes. as the new War Master of Chaos. Yes. Um, we will yes, so rag Horus, on him in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Horus survives. Uh, Hor- excuse me. Horus battles the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Emperor feeling sad and sorry about his his lost son, allows Horus to uh, mollywop him uh, <laughs> so hard he needs uh, life support for the rest of his life. Um, but upon seeing gonna, this, the Emperor <clears throat> says, Horus, I know there's still some good in you. 
It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Ow! Horace, can't you see? This is hurting both of us. Really, I, I think this is only hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Horace, stop kicking me. I'm your father. Shut up, old man. <laughs> and then a bunch more shit happens, and then the Emperor's like, okay, time to die. And he snaps his fingers, yeah. and Horace just goes, ah! <laughs> and then Horace's scream is abruptly cut off, because yes. he's eviscerated from all existence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's the end of Horace. Yeah. He is briefly cloned by Fabius Bile in the uh -huh. future, um, but yeah. the clone is not the same. Uh, yes. MC Labadon kills that clone. Yes. He dies so bad. Like, his death is so effective that they em that his entire legion immediately runs. <laughs> yes, they dip. Yeah. Uh, and thus the great scourging begins. Um, the rem remnants of the Sons of Horus and the rest of the Traitor Legions run all the way back to the Eye of Terror, uh, where they hide for a while. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Abaddon obviously didn't die, mm -hmm. um, and sort of holds on to a fragment of this Legion and rebrands them the Black Legion. Mm -hmm. They are the only Legion to have three different names, the Luna Wolves, the Sons of Horus, the Black Legion, and then the Black Legion became this amalgamation of all sort of Traitor yeah. Astartes, of one variety or another, mm -hmm. they would accept any and all into their ranks. Um, I mean, his right hand for a while was Iskandar Kaon, who was a uh, word bearer. Who was not word bearer? A, no, Thousand Sun. Um, Thousand Sun, yes, correct. Um, and Ezekiel Abaddon would launch sixteen Black Crusades into the Imperium, mm -hmm. all to achieve different and various goals, according to him. And they totally all weren't failures, mm -hmm. like we all see. Like the, they definitely didn't all suck. For sure. Yes. Here's the, the thing. The 16th though. one was when he dropped a uh, Battlestar Galactica-esque fortress into a planet and destroyed both. Yeah. Here's the thing. Every crusade has done what it went out to go do. Yeah. Yeah. On a, on a very technical basis, yeah. sure, they were all successes. Yes. I mean, he successfully did blow... His plan was to blow up Cadia. He blew up Cadia. He did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, equipped with his demon sword, Draknakarian. Draknakar. I'm just gonna... <laughs> I should me mention, Horace Axman gets his face cut off. Oh! Um, by the irony. A, uh, yes, exactly. By a... Um, Jagadite, one of Jagadite Khan's sons. Uh, one of the White Scars. Uh -huh. He cuts his face off with his sword... Uh, and they have to reattach it with stitches, and it, like, doesn't <laughs> sit right because his uh, face was cut off. Yes. It's so that's rather funny. D-R-A-C-H apostrophe N-Y-E-N. Drachnien! That's the one. I think. <laughs> it sounds close enough. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah. But, yes, it is very funny that, like, Abaddon, in his own way, for all the joking we are going to do in about 30 seconds, um, did do, on a, tech, on a basic technical level, everything he tried to do, which does, in fact, make him better at his job than Horus. Yeah. Because yeah, Horus I mean... did not succeed at the, at the heresy. Right. 
But successfully, Abaddon, Abaddon did destroy Cadia. And Abaddon did yep. reunify his legion along with many right. others under the yep, yep, yep. banner of the Black Crusade. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, he soloed... Um... What's his name? Sigismund. That is true. And he did win because, uh... Because of bullshit. Yes, because, um, the Dark Gods got to re-roll and he won. Yeah, exactly. They re-rolled that one and, uh, (laughs) made that save. That invulnerability save. Yep. And, um, so from then on, forever. We joke about Abaddon failing. Abaddon the Harmless? Yes, Abaddon the Harmless. Abaddon the mid, Phil Badden, yeah. Abaddon the armless. For all of that, yeah. he does, by the lot, by the dictates of, by the stipulations of his own words, he does what he intends to do, barely. Yeah. He gets barely. passing grades on all of his stuff, which is better <laughs> than every other chaos, chosen important chaos, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Because Angron, second really only to Karn. Because Karn's thing is really easy, which is just make his kill counter go up. Yeah, and he does that. Yeah, very well, very easily. Um, every other major chaos faction that tries to do any, like, to gain ground really doesn't. Right. And... Yeah, and that's, that's, that's proven and shown because the only successful chaos warband is the Black Legion at this point. Because the thing about the thing about all of the other Chaos Legions is that they're all too busy infighting. Yeah. Really to do anything of significance. Because right. the world leaders like world leaders in general are happy as long as things are dying, even if it's their own dudes. Yep, the, the corn cares not from whence the blood flows. Only that it does. Um Lorgar and the uh, word bearers were assimilated the ones who are still sane were assimilated into the black legion the ones who are right. not are off um murdering stuff for whatever chaos god they choose today yeah mortarian and the rest of the death guard kind of just do nothing yes because uh, that's until how, of recently yeah right? until very recently because the whole point of nurgle is that all things decay in time so right. the truest expression of following Nurgle's will is to just kind of sit in your own filth and wait <laughs> for it to take you. Yeah. And Slanesh and the Emperor's children, those guys are too busy um, doing things we shouldn't doing talk things about because there might be children in the audience. Yes, that no one should ever really know. <laughs> yes. But yeah. The only successful, co- even vaguely, not even just successful, coherent yeah. and organized Chaos Space Marine faction at all is the Black Legion. And in this way, Abaddon really is the best of Horus's dudes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been given marks. He's been, giving, uh, been given, given gifts by all four Chaos Gods. He's become corrupted. Uh, he has... Uh, of the ambition to topple the false emperor, that's the false emperor and all that. Yeah. And so that makes him, him and Loken, the most important ones, the right. most important of the um, Luna Wolves, because the rest of them are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the rest of them are dead. Yeah. Um, 
There isn't much more. There are a couple interesting characters uh, within the Sons of Horus that played key roles within the Heresy and afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we talked about Abaddon, Turgadon, Yachtin Cruz, uh, Little Horus Aximans, uh, Garviel Loken. Uh, there were uh, a lot of... Uh, Malagurst was the equerry of Horus, mm-hmm. and he was twisted in an... They called him Malagurst the, the Twisted... Um, because of his horrific body scars and the way his joints never really healed. Um, he became an incredibly power, powerful chaos sorcerer mm-hmm. about the height of the heresy. Um, so much so that like noses would just bleed around him. Oh. He was like crazy strong with chaos warp magic. Uh-huh. Um, outside of them, there aren't a whole lot of uh, important uh, Sons of Horus. Um, just that, like, they are the only remaining hope for, like, a, uh, another heresy, like, another civil war. Mm -hmm. It pretty much exclusively resides within the remnants of the Sons of Horus. Right. Because they're really the only legion that didn't shatter. Um, there were only a handful of, like, war bands created after the Horus Heresy. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas, like, the Emperor stood and ruptured into, like, like 60 of them. Right. There was only like four or five, maybe six, of the uh, uh, Sons of Horus. Oh. And most of them fell back under Ezekiel Abaddon uh, once the Black Legion was formed. Right, right. So, what I'm seeing is that in the Sons of Horus, the remains of Horus's warband that is in, that's both in the Black Legion and the Luna Wolves that are still not technically heretics anymore yeah um there is possibility for greater change in the warhammer 40,000 yeah yeah the the ability for adap- adaption is still definitely yes. present so what i'm seeing is whenever gw finally does right do the end times 40k edition it's gonna be through that <laughs> Yeah, it will probably be like uh, fist fighting on Terra Steps. Oh, great! Abaddon and the emp- and the and uh, like Captain General of the Custodies again, trying to just pull the plug on the Emperor. <laughs> You're right, and then the t- and he, they might do it. Yeah. Who knows? And then the Tyranids show Abaddon's- up, and then everyone dies. And then the Tyranids show up, and everyone dies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Outside of that, though, there isn't much more about the Sons of Horus. Yeah, it makes sense. Because, like, this, I think, of all of the thing, like, the legions we've covered so far, the mo- the one that gets the most focus in the heresy books, the one that got it for the longest time, was the Luna Wolves, because of Logan. Yes. Correct, yeah. He was the, the focal character in s- for such a long time. Yeah. And so now that we have the new books with Mortarian and Jagatai, Mor- you know, with Mortarian and Jagatai Khan, um, does the focus shift away from them at all, or does is it still the Loken, the Garvia Loken show? Uh, yeah. So Garvia Loken, outside of the Horus Heresy, is not written about as a character. Right. Um, so, in the modern context, there isn't really a primary point of view we see outside of like. Saint Celestine uh, um, and Ezekiel Abaddon in some cases. Right. There's a trilogy written about uh, Abaddon uh, that I read that were quite good. Um, 
about the formation of the Black Legion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were quite good. Um, yeah, outside of that, there isn't really a, a focus on really any of these remnants. Most of the, a lot of the primary Sons of Horus that we read about in the Heresy are dead That's already. That's true, yeah. The entire Mournival is gone. Yeah. Yeah, even Abaddon's inner circle, the, uh, the Ezekarion, I think they're called. Yes. Um, yeah, I know. It's like, I'm not calling them the Mournival. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, hello, new Mournival. Oh, wait, no, I can't call you that. Uh, I'll name you after me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, most of them are, like, new newborns. They're not... A lot of the, like, he, he went into forming the Black Legion with, like, Falcus Kyber, who was the head of the Jesteran, the first company of the uh, Luna Wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Terminators and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, a lot of them are already dead yeah. or have died. Uh, almost all of the founding members of the Black Legion are already dead. Right. Um, there's a few that remain. Uh-huh. I don't really know what happened to Iskandar Kaon, um, but I think he was taken prisoner by the Inquisition. Yeah. Um, Didn't we? St- yeah. He just. We talked about him in the Magnus, the last episode we did, yes, the Magnus episode. Right, right. He falls off the face of the earth. Yes, correct. Basically, like, as far, like, maybe the Inquisition haven't, has him, maybe Trazen has him. He just kind of disappears, right. I think. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. said something to the effect of, he's in this book, in the next chapter, he's not in the book anymore. And yeah, they're like, where'd yeah. he go? I don't know. We're fighting. We got no time right. to look for Nerd Boy <laughs> and his weird elf yeah. wife. <laughs> Yes, his weird dark Eldar girlfriend. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But outside of that, I think that is the Sons of Horus. Excellent. Luna Wolves, Black Legion. Excellent. Outstanding. Um, who is next? I don't know. Uh, next is Lorgar Aurelian. Oh God, I thought he was much further away. <laughs> no, my friend. There is only four left. Wow. Yeah. It has been. At some point, I think we need to do... Like, instead of doing this for the Imperial Guard, let's just do one long episode for all of them. I think that's reasonable. Because, like, instead of, like, each of the each of the factions of the Imperial Guard, each of the factions um, of the Mechanicus, yeah. each of the Leagues of Votan... You know, God, the dwarves. <laughs> we got, space dwarves, space dwarves, space dwarves. We gotta talk about those at some point. A lot has happened since last episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened. They came out with, uh, space I think... It's not yeah, just I it. think like the entire ninth edition came out since the last time we talked. No, ninth edition was around because we joked about you're them right. making yeah, the Necrons good. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, you're right. They, no, the, the the big thing that came out, the leagues of Votan happened. They made new Krieg models. They made new Catachin models. They made new crew. We joked about all of that happening. It happened. We're amazing. It happened. We have yeah. the powers of foresight. We do. <laughs> Consistently. Yes. And without fail. Oh god, no, the last thing we did was this Q&A episode that was supposed to be for our anniversary. Yes. <laughs> wow. We're great at this. Yeah. Um, would you happen to know, since it's an actual episode, if to pad out for like the last 20 minutes because we don't have plans at all if we're gonna do the where in the world are our most ex- where in the world are our furthest fans away today uh yes the winner today is vietnam wow <laughs> that is impressive 
<laughs> Hello, listener, singular listener. Yes. From Vietnam. Welcome. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next millennia. <laughs> Yeah, when we we're doing this in real time, in yes. real forty k time. Yes. <laughs> By the twenty eighth millennium, yes. we will have an episode on Lorgar Aurelian. Yes. Tune in for that. Yes. It's good. We're gonna be old men or brains in jars or something, but we will do another episode someday. We have Absolutely. four more legions left. <laughs> four, we're home stretch. Yeah. Home stretch. Home stretch indeed. We've been doing this on and off for two years. Yeah, that's that's impressive on its own. Oh yeah, absolutely. Normally, shit like this just dissolves. <laughs> yeah, and we will we refuse. Yes, we are too simply. stubborn. Yes. Though the universe burns around us, though the various <laughs> tabletop games collapse, and the fans another one, leave, another one has fallen. Another one has fallen, but we Wizard remain. To the coast. <laughs> we remain. This is me, this is Anasius getting up on his soapbox and telling all of you, Pathfinder is great. <laughs> yeah, Pathfinder, couldn't recommend it more at this moment. Oh yeah, they've had, like, Spelljammer just came out, they've had spaceship rules, detailed fucking spaceship since, like, 05. Yeah, exactly, who needs Wizard of the Coast? Yes. Um, alternative- Or Games Workshop. Yes. Fuck both of them. Yes. <laughs> we sit here making Sh their content- <laughs> Shove your licensing up your ass. Yes, we will not stop. We will make nonsense. We will make exactly. at some point. We are going at some point in the future when we do get stubborn enough. We probably will release parodies of stuff. Amen. They don't care because we don't upload consistently enough for it to affect their profit margins. Exactly. We are not a target. Exactly. Yet. <laughs> All we have to do is make something that does well, and we are doing that. Actually, Tune in. actually, yes. I'm surprised. I've we, I've seen like when New Year's came out, I, we got to read our analytics. We're doing great, all things considered. We're doing, we're doing a little too good. Yes, <laughs> it's a con it's a concerning amount of well. Yeah, considering, I think we have beaten Jontron and Maxor for upload time. Yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> but yeah, to those of you who remain. We appreciate every single one of you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much yes. from the bottom of the pit that was my heart. Yes. Tune in whenever when we do. Tune Lord in Gar next time. Yeah, next time when we do to Lord watch Gar the galaxy burn. Yep. As we talk about Lord Gargar Gar Gar <laughs> Ave Imperator. Ave Imperator. <laughs> <laughs>